and my version of badass Asian dudes is just like picturing somebody who's like super independent, able to do what he wants on his own terms. Are you willing to, you know, like live by your own set of rules? Are you willing to, you know, like break out of societal customs? And I was doing so many things to impress so many other people and all the way to the point where, you know, I started my own company. I started three companies. I believe that we're all massively creative people. You may not be creative in the way that I'm creative, or like you're not gonna articulate and communicate in the way that I will, and I don't expect you to. When I was growing up, I was the definition of the nerdy, shy, introverted Asian kid that was picked on and bullied all my life with two tiger parents who didn't even give me a choice. I just had to be a doctor. My parents came to America with no money, so I didn't get, uh, you know, this idea of emotional yeah. intelligence, and they don't know what the right. fuck that is. Like, it was um, <laughs> survival right. mode. When you see someone else, that looks like you or represents you being emotionally intelligent or training their mental fitness. When you see that, all of a sudden you're like, oh shit, like, maybe I can do that too. Welcome back, Badass Asian Dudes. This is Victor Ung, and this is an episode with former model turned dating coach, Aizen Lee. Growing up as a shy, introverted, scrawny kid with pimples who did his homework and kept to himself, Eisen struggled with dating and talking to women and immigrating to America when he was nine years old. He mentioned that he didn't feel confident and uh, worthy enough to date Western women. So after going through his own personal development and coaching and practice, he is now helping professional Asian men attract and date beautiful women from a place of integrity. I'm excited to get into this episode and share the wisdom from Eisen. But before we do, a quick update from our end. We have our merch up and running on our website at badassasiandudes.com. If you enjoy this podcast and support the movement of redefining Asian masculinity, Definitely go cop yourself a hoodie and shirt or bomber jacket and all the profits we make from that will go directly back into this podcast and supporting this brotherhood. And also download the nine ways to become your own badass Asian dude, which is a workbook uh, and collection of wisdom from our previous podcast guests. Again, you can find all of that at badassasiandudes.com. So with that, let's get into this episode with Aizen Lee. Welcome, everybody, to our latest episode of Badass Asian Dudes. Um, here with me is Victor Ung, another one of our uh, Badass Asian Dudes co-hosts. And I'm Michael Wu, one of the admins and moderators and hosts of the Badass Asian Dudes podcast. And today we have on a very special guest, Aizen Lee, a dating and relationship coach and we want to like hear all his perspectives about what dating as an Asian guy is and any tips to that. And yeah, Aysen, do you want to introduce yourself a bit? Yeah, of course. Uh, thank you guys for having me today on this show. Very uh, excited to be here. So yeah, I just wanted to introduce myself. My name is Aysen Lee. I'm in Austin, Texas, and I am a uh, dating and relationship coach for guys. Um, majority of my clients or students are Asian. And uh, because, you know, I myself come from an Asian background, I feel like, you know, I'm able to teach them better. Whereas like other guys, like uh, maybe like a Western guy or a white guy isn't going to be able to see the insides or have those, uh, I guess, perspective that we have as Asian men. Sure. We always like to lead off this podcast with the question, what does being a badass Asian dude mean to you? <laughs> I like that question a lot. Yeah. So basically, I guess in my opinion, I feel like a badass Asian guy just means someone that's very high status, uh, provides a lot of value for his communicate uh, community, as well as um, someone that's very respected within his community and has a high self worth of himself. Awesome. Yeah. Um, I'm curious then for everybody who doesn't know you, uh, how did you become a dating relationship coach, uh, dating and relationship coach? And why, why did you choose this path? Of course, of course. That's a quick question as well. Basically, uh, when I was younger, of course, you know, brought up as a, as an Asian guy in America, I guess my parents didn't really stress 
the importance of dating and uh, I had to really figure out by myself. So growing up, obviously stumbled along and then went to college and um, learned learned through like, you know, books, videos and trainings, and even some coaching and eventually understood like how to talk to women and, you know, start relationships, all that. And, you know, throughout my journey, I found that a lot of guys like myself with similar backgrounds um, with immigrant parents are still struggling and maybe some of them are still currently seeking help or would like to improve that aspect of their lives. So that's why I uh, felt like, you know, it's kind of my duty. I don't want to sound like, you know, I know everything, but I just feel like because I know a lot more than most people that I'm helping. So I feel like I can provide a lot of value to my community and uh, people need this. So I wanted to, you know, um, I'm happy doing it. So I just wanted to, you know, help people and um, make this, you know, what I do. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, what was there? Was there something specific within your life then that really sparked this path? And like, like, what was the like, I'm sure you didn't think about doing this, you know, forever right mm-hmm. uh, growing up like what was that shift to say oh i this is something i'm missing even for myself and, and want to help others with yeah of course so whenever um you know after high school i went to college uh, studied engineering and uh, eventually graduated with an engineering degree but uh, i guess in my junior year and senior year i didn't really want a nine to five job so I moved to LA and, you know, started modeling <laughs> and, you know, starting out was kind of hard because obviously I didn't know anyone in the industry and I uh, wasn't getting gigs or bookings very frequently. So I had to make ends meet. So, you know, I was thinking about my skills. Obviously I wasn't going to get a full-time engineering job and handle modeling um, on call, like castings and such. So I had to use my other skills, which was, you know, helping guys with women so basically, that's what I did. I took guys out, um, you know, on a night night of the outings, and then introduced them to women and helped them talk to girls. And that's how I started back in 2016. Mm. You know, I think it's just really interesting, because I would say, like, for me personally, growing up, I, I also struggled with dating, um, to be honest. And, you know, I think it's, it's really common for a lot of Asian men, um, not that all Asian men suck at dating, but it's common because of the stereotypes that we have and just um, all of the the lack of representation that really, uh, you know, adds to our lack of confidence and all these things, right, that we can always dive into. But for me personally, I was, you know, really missing a lot of that confidence and um, yet, like, didn't, really know what to do about it or or how to seek for help or or even like you know uh to to still have my own style and still be authentic and not you know do any manipulative tricks or or whatever right i actually did start going into the pickup artistry uh lane and Kind of started reading the the red pill subreddit i'm not sure if you're familiar but a lot of these like tactics and things to like game women um was a lot of uh kind of it, it did help in a lot of ways but i'm curious like what your perspective is and on all that right so i guess um obviously back then i think when i first got into you know learning about relationships and dating it started with pickup, right? Because that was what was around back then, like 10 years ago or like 15 years ago. So that's what uh, the community was about. But nowadays, um, those things don't work because I feel like building your character and your integrity is more important because even if you were to use like tricks or like attractive, you know, skills to, you know, attract a woman, quote unquote, they're not going to stay with you because they see you like as a person, eventually they're going to know that that, person that you were portraying to her in the initial stages wasn't you and you're never going to go far in the relationship and with that with that so basically what I do is help them with their mindset and also build them um, from the inside out so making them more uh, more of a high value person and make themselves feel more worthy about themselves yeah for myself I mean 
when I was growing up, I had terrible, <laughs> terrible luck with uh, relationships. I mean, I would get into patterns. I didn't, a uh, combination of like, I didn't have that confidence when growing up. And then, I mean, my, my friends pointed me to pick up. I never really got into it, but I would just fall into these patterns where I like heavily crush on someone and then like only focus on one person. And then like, I guess be, become possibly become like needy in that way. And it just, it would just never work out. Maybe they'd be initially okay with it, but just like based on, I was like awkward. I didn't know what to do about it. But um, I did want to ask you like, what do you think it do? You, what do you think is like specifically about being an Asian guy is different in dating and relationships? What, what is that different perspective that you, you're able to offer people like guys yeah. like us? Of course. So for example, um, currently because a lot of guys they feel like you know living in america or like the western world um they feel like they're kind of i don't want to say this but like um unworthy of dating western women and because you know coming from an asian background as well i also have felt that way because i was not confident and basically um it took me a while to gain my confidence so i can relate basically i walk in their footsteps i walk in i have um, put on their shoes in the past and now I understand like how to overcome those obstacles and make yourself feel deemed worthy. And um, a lot of people think it's kind of a disadvantage to be Asian and date in the Western world, whereas like we should see it as a positive trait and a lot of benefits come out of that. Things like, you know, you're more cultured, you speak a different language, um, you age better <laughs> than our Western counterparts. <laughs> um, so we're basically like, I teach people, like I, I say that, hey, we're basically basically like, um, limited edition of things, whereas like everyone else is a common collection. And if you're, you know, if you're looking at this from a girl's lens, they're going to see us as someone that's unique, someone that's exotic. Whereas like, you know, they're just dating white guys or they've been dating white guys all their lives. Everyone, every Tom, Jerry, John is going to be so bland, uh, bland and, um, so plain comparing to like, like a Johnny Wynn or like, uh, Alex Lee or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Um, what uh, what do you feel like is something like what What do you think that is really that missing thing then within the mindset of those who struggle with approaching people or or even just being themselves in a relationship? Like, what about the mindset do you feel do you like do you help with most? So, you know, to understand that, we have to first go back to our childhoods, right? Understand yeah. why we have those insecurities or why we have these limited beliefs, right? A lot of times it comes from our parents not really giving us a lot of positive reinforcements um, as we did something right. And they critique us, you know, on certain things that we did wrong. So that really forced us to be more critical of ourselves and not believe in ourselves. Um, I saw this interview with two girls, um, one of the girls was Chinese American and she did, I guess, ballet, I think. And then the other one was a cheerleader. Um, and this was in a college setting. And then the college professor asked him if they were any good. The Chinese girl said that, oh no, like she was just okay. Whereas like we later find out that she's won like a lot of awards, competed nationally, et cetera. And then the cheerleader, the American cheerleader, she just thought like she was like the hottest shit in the world. Whereas like, obviously she's just a college here leader. So it starts from the mind. Wait, sorry. I lost you there. Then like you mentioned, you brought up the two yeah. girls in, in college. Mm -hmm. How, what was the mindset part? So like basically Chinese girl was the ballet dancer and then the white girl was the cheerleader. And then the college professor asked each of them if they felt like they were any good at what they did. And the Chinese wow. girl, was like super humble, like super gotcha. um, reserved and said that, you know, she felt like she was okay and good enough. Right. But then like, obviously she was, had a lot of accolades and uh, right. awards for being like one of the best in the nation. Whereas like the American girl was just a college cheerleader. Yeah. So I hear the point that you're trying to make is that in, culturally we have a lot of humility, we value humility and modesty and, in our culture and to not like stick our head up and be arrogant or, or show off and whatnot. And so in terms of dating, it sounds like that, that gets in the way of, of being able to, you know, communicate your, your value. 
to others. Um, Definitely. Is, yeah. it, is it because you need to like, you need to put forward your positive well, traits in order yeah, to like, one of the things like is that we as Asian men collectively don't feel that we're good enough, meaning that we might be great on paper, but we personally feel like we could do better. So that's why we feel like, oh, like that girl is like way better than me. And we tend to put other girls on a pedestal, whereas like Western guys, they feel like they're more equal and they feel like they have accomplished a lot more of a higher self-esteem. You know, it's it's one of those things because I can totally hear, you know, anyone listening, especially those who identify as Asian, that um, there's a there's resistance to adopt that generality, right? Like the fact that, oh, all Asian men are low confidence or, or, or whatever. Um, but it is a very real thing that's even subconscious that comes into our culture, especially for those that are part of the diaspora, meaning that you're not from the country that you were that your ancestors are born um and so yeah to to one of my friends really like made a a point a point to say like sometimes you just need the boldness of a middle like middle age average white dude <laughs> you know like <laughs> they just have a certain level of privilege that you know they do have the boldness of of not caring about what other people think sometimes, or, or even just like, what, what do family think? What does like, you know, what does, um, yeah. So just all of the, all of those factors. So it's interesting that culture has a play in, um, in our confidence level. Um, how do you like, well, first actually, before I get into the house, if I do want to actually hear more of your like personal story, like more of like what, what was your struggle? What was, um, what was, what was the pain points that you were starting to feel for yourself and your own mindset and your own confidence? Yeah. So growing up, I, uh, lived in the suburbs, pretty white America, like 70% of the kids that went to my school were white, uh, pretty typical, like the movies that you see about high school in America. And obviously like, I guess, um, there's only like a few of us that are Asian at the school. And of course, like people used to pick on me. And even before that, um, I think I moved to America when I was 10 and obviously nine or 10. Yeah. I look different. So didn't speak English. So people picked on me and, uh, obviously because of that, there was definitely like insecurities from looking different, acting different, not understanding the culture, the language. And eventually, you know, in high school, I had to do some sports um, to like try to fit in more and develop my body and understand like what it is to be a man, you know, in the Western world. So that was one of the things I had to overcome and understand. And other than that, just understanding how to talk to women, that was the second hurdle. Like once you like knew how to talk to the girls, it's like, that's, that's the easy part, but talking to the women is a whole nother game. So understanding what women like, you know, speaking and like speaking with words that they understand, you know, you can't just, even though everyone, every guy has a lot of testosterone, they want certain things from girls, but you can't just demand it from them. Right. You got to play their game. You got to talk to them. You got to be sensitive. You got, you know, understanding emotions. They're more emotional creatures, whereas like us guys are more visual. So visual things like that. And also like I had to overcome like, uh, like insecurities in the looks department, obviously right now, like I'm very comfortable with the way I look, but it hasn't always been this way. Growing up, I was pretty skinny. I, I guess like at one time I was 5'10", 125, um, basically like a walking stick and uh, had pretty bad acne growing up as well. Like probably like these, all my cheeks were like pizza. <laughs> and yeah, just learning how to take care of your skin, your diet, um, hygiene, and your body. And that's like a total step up because once you're able to do that, you develop discipline, uh, routine, and good habits. So these are some things that every guy, every successful guy has. Um, think about it. Like, you know, you have a routine of when you wake up, what you do uh, in the mornings, what you do at night, and those things become you. And, uh, you know, eventually um, we just get used to our routine and that's i guess that's what i mean with the person i am today <laughs> i kind of get yeah. off got off point there but yeah 
No, that was no, good. I, I, like, I like that. Sorry. Go, go ahead, Victor. Totally. I, I like, I, I appreciate that too. And I, um, you know, a lot of what we want to, well, let's see. Uh, I guess I, I do still want to hear more of like, is there a specific point in your life? Is there a story? Is there something that um, was something that you could, maybe a, a story for yourself that you can take us through into, into why it's so important for you to start yeah. developing yourself from the inside out? What was it like becoming, like becoming a man, basically, <laughs> like or from from my 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 side, yeah. Yeah, of course. I mean, there wasn't any like one instance that made me like snap or like become motivated to do something that you know was scared of. I've always wanted to you know be the best version of myself. Even growing up, I wanted to you know had high aspirations and um, goals for myself. You know, I thought I was gonna be someone eventually, right? And that kind of like um, became part of me. But I guess what um, you wanted to know was, you know, why I I guess how like I became this person that you see today, right? Just, Um, I guess, yeah, just more of like the, because I don't obviously know you before, you know, what you've, you being part of the Facebook group and posted there. um, Mm -hmm. And I don't know what, your sort of backstory was so like kind of you know what was that journey like maybe just to help us describe and really relate to who you were that was struggling so much okay know, yeah so dating. like i said probably sophomore year of high school 510 125 skinny so you know i wanted to play sports wanted to play basketball so i put on some weight right i started weightlifting eventually got up to like 145 and then i started wrestling um did track so throughout that journey, I was able to put on muscle and like, you know, started to look better um, physically. And then I went to college. Obviously, I had like barely no game still. So I had to learn how to talk to people, like communicate effectively. That was the second thing. So like in my life, I like um, the theory of aggregated marginal gains, which is improving 1% in every aspect of your life constantly. So that's what I did. And second of all, it's... Um, in college is more like interpersonal skills and talking to people and also like uh, develop more of a diet routine and skincare. So okay. boom, I guess physically I look great now. Uh, this, <laughs> uh, this was probably uh, junior year of college. And then obviously, you know, growing up, my mom actually had a store, a little boutique store, um, fashion store. And I got ins- inspired back then because she was always into fashion, reading magazines and learning about these new trends. So I guess one of my dreams as a kid was to become a model and that's exactly what I did. And, um, after college and that's why I did the things I did leading up to that. Yeah. So yeah, those are the things I I changed about myself. (laughs) Did you have any sort of crazy interpersonal strikeouts with women before? before I probably got rejected (laughs) over a thousand times in my life, not just with women, but in business in uh, jobs, everything. And what I learned from that is, you know, there's always going to be rejections and um, nothing is always going to, nothing's going to be easy. Nothing worth getting is going to be easy. Nothing is worth getting is going to come easy, right? So what you have to do is find out like what you want and think, look at your life right now. Let's say you want this job or this girl and right now you're single or you're unemployed and you're trying to get there. Like, let's say you get rejected. What's, what's wrong with that, right? You don't have it now. You're only gonna the um there's two results. One of them is, is gonna you're gonna get it, the other one is you're not. And if you don't get it, you're gonna be at the same place you are right now. So nothing venture, nothing lost. So there's zero zero pain, zero zero um zero uh, I guess losses. <laughs> there's only uh, it's a win win situation. Game, and right? even if you don't yeah. get the job or the girl, you're still practicing and the next time it's going to be so much easier because you knew exactly what to expect. You know, now you know exactly what to expect for next time and you're going to be better prepared. So. Yeah, no, I, I, I think there's, there's something about, especially when it comes to approaching women and and getting numbers and getting dates and having long-term relationships that like, I think we obviously with the system of marriage, right. We we expect that we have this one partner that we're going to have forever. And so whenever we go in with that approach to say like, oh, I have to 
get this one number because there's just so much pressure on it. But I like what you're saying here in that, you know, all those forms of rejection is just experience for you to, um, you know, be able to work on that skill and, and find the right person at the right time. Um, so, you know, so it sounds like that's what you were working on after you built up the physicality, then you started building the emotionality, started communicating or learning those communication skills. Like what, how, what helped you through that? Um, you know, did you take any specific classes? Did you work with mentors or what, you know, like what did, what really helped you develop that more communication yeah, so definitely. Uh, read a lot of books. Um, one of them being, I guess, like everyone's read this book, The Game. Um, <laughs> yeah, and then others than that, like watched a lot of videos, took sec- to some uh, private training. Back in the day, I couldn't afford a lot of uh, like big name trainers. So I had to like, I guess, just work locally. So did that. And also one of the things that really helped me was getting into sales as well. So with sales, is basically kind of like a numbers game. You learn to communicate more effectively and understand that rejections aren't the worst things ever because after that no you're that much closer to getting to the yes it's like basically a numbers game like i said so that's really that was really helpful and i believe investing yourself like i've probably spent tens of thousands of dollars on courses and coaching alone and um and i felt like i've definitely learned so much and it's definitely cheaper than school like i spent more um, my four years of education in college formally, but I never gained, gained the skills that I wanted or not enough skills to uh, make me the person that I wanted to be. So don't be afraid to like invest outside of school or like, if you want something, just go for it. Like that's, that's my mentality all along. And um, I'll try to try to do that um, as best as I could. Yeah. I find that sales is an important skill to have in life in general. I think most interpersonal situations are all about some kind of sale. Um, not, not all of them. Not all of them. There's like in the long in the long term, in the long term, it, it, it involves into something else. But the, those um, those initial meetings, almost all all those sales techniques, and they can be honest and coming straight from your heart. But they they help. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to ask you too, because I mean, I felt when I was growing up with dating relationships, I didn't really have any sort of role models or mentors. Um, <laughs> parents weren't super helpful. Um, I had friends who were in relationships, but I mean, I had no idea how they got there. They didn't really give me any good tips on like what to do or anything. Do you, do you find that's, uh, that's one of the big things that um, like Asian guys struggle with? Um, yeah, having totally. like people to learn from? Yeah, totally. Like, I guess we don't talk about that with our families. Like we don't ever talk about sex or like, you know, getting girls with, your dad's, you know, no one talks about that. So even with friends, it's kind of a taboo subject. You know, if even if you see them with a girl or, you know, dating, they're not really going to give you good advices as well because most of the time they don't even know how they got there. <laughs> and that's one of the biggest struggles as Asian men because we feel like there's nowhere for us to turn to and it's not really our fault because as kids, we weren't groomed to be, um, you know, groomed to date. We're groomed to go to school, respect your parents, you know, learn as much as you can, get the best grades so you can go to a good college and get a good job. And eventually the girls is going to turn up after 30, right? You're going to get married and have kids. That's what we're taught. And there wasn't time for girls, right? Where you had to study. Sweet. Um, I'm like, now, now I'm wondering for you, like, well, for me, I think, a lot of uh, a lot of resistance, I will be honest, of the dating world, the dating game, working with dating coaches is that it's it's all more game <laughs> and just more tricks and manipulation and whatnot. Uh, I don't get that sense from you, but in general, I do. Like, there's just a lot of unfortunate um, people taking advantage of of, of people, but. Um, so it sounds like what you do is is a lot provide a lot of that mindset, a lot of the communication skills, and really helping the man internally um, build up their mindset from the inside out. Um, what 
um shoot i had a question and then i totally lost it um building inside well, out. okay how how do you how do you um I guess like maybe this might get into sort of your approach or a system. I don't know if you have a system or framework or anything like that, but like, what is, uh, how do you develop our, to develop yourself as a man, but also in a way that is, um, someone that could be communicative and attractive, uh, from the outside in as well, all without game or without tricks or manipulation or, or tactics and whatnot. Okay. You don't have to give away your, your <laughs> well, whole trade. So, so many questions in one sentence. <laughs> I'm trying to put it all together. Yeah, sorry about that. I tend to do that a lot. <laughs> so we'll, we'll leave, we'll leave stuff for your coaching sessions too. But yeah, I mean, but uh, yeah, just trying to figure out the yeah, yeah tip tips for yeah, developing. Yeah. I think I got it. <laughs> so I, first of all, we have to accept, you know, being Asian and in America or like wherever you are, that you know you're not from originally, so once you you're able to accept that, you're able to understand and see the benefits and positive traits that you have, because a lot of guys you know they try to they try to you know they in America, they don't want to be Asian right? They want to be accepted. They want to be like a white person. Whereas like there's so many good qualities that we have, and if they don't accept themselves, how is, how is someone else gonna accept them? Or just like. If they don't love themselves for who they are, how someone else, how do they expect other people to love them? Right. That's number one. And also number two, um, getting to that desired person is you have to figure out, you have to be completely honest and transparent with yourself. Can't be lying to yourself, right? If you can't get the girl you want now, don't say, oh, like, you know, eventually the girl, perfect girl is going to pop up and, you know, be right here for me. Like it's set in stone. It's not. You, you got to say, hey, I suck at dating. I suck with girls. I need help and be honest with that. And basically one of the exercises that I get my students to do is figure out who you are now. Like I have a whole like questionnaire asking them like what kind of person they are, what kind of personal traits they have, personalities, et cetera. And then write, have them write them down. And then also the second worksheet is their desired person, like where would they want to be, who would they want to be in a year, right? Write that down. That could be as crazy as, you know, being like, the next K-pop star or whatever, right? Just as long as you have a goal, you have a target, you know how to get there. So let's say that um, one of the easiest ways to do this exercise is look at the girls that you like or you're attracted to and look at the type of guys she's with. And so if you like those type of girls, then obviously you got to become like those type of guys. It's balanced. So without pickup, because... Um, you try, you're trying to become a different person, like more of a high-value person while like maintaining your values and core morals right so that's the goal that's why we don't need pickup we don't need tricks because you are the person that other people pretend to be using pickup and honestly i don't remember the last part (laughs) no yeah that's 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 good the the last part was more like how how do you be that attractive person and and so what i heard was looking at um looking at the the type of girls that you do want to attract and then uh you know, becoming a man that, that, that she would be attracted to what I uh, just kind of, I don't know if skeptical is the right word, but it's, you know, there is, there is the sense of still comparing yourself to another guy, right? You're still looking at, you know, this ideal woman. And first of all, is that that ideal woman truly who you want to be with? That's the first question, actually, right? Like sometimes we'll think of like all these hot women like mm-hmm. that we actually want, and then want to be someone to attract that woman when when genuinely, you know, we're not going to get along with them. That's the first part. But let's say now we do know who we want to attract and and try to become the man that she's attracted to. I still feel like that's still not, you know, as authentic or as like how it's not myself like i'm still trying to be someone else how, how do you sort of address that yeah so you're definitely going to be yourself still just a better version of yourself let's say that um you're looking for someone that's ambitious who has a job who has a career who's good with their family and uh, gets along with kids who's caring loving supportive right that's a great person to be like that's a great person to have uh, by your side right that's a great girlfriend great great wife whatever but 
if you're a person that doesn't have a job, someone who lives as his mom, um, doesn't clean up his room, how do you think she would, why would you think she would be attracted to you? Like in the first place, you know, you guys aren't on the same level. You guys aren't on the same vibration. Like mm -hmm. she's, you guys both want the same things, but you're not getting, you guys, you're not working towards those goals. Like people that are similar are attracted to each other. So let's say like, do you want to date someone who's, you know, doesn't have a job, who, you know, does, doesn't clean their underwear or a girl who's not loyal? No, you don't want that, right? You want someone who has good morals like yourself. That's why we're not changing yourself. We're just becoming a better version of yourself. It's like, it's like ice 2.0. It's like, you know, going super saiyan, Dragon Ball Z terms. Okay. Maybe I'm thinking it's like, you're seeing those positive attributes that will get you the goals you want. But then you're internalizing those. You're not you're not seeing those and like I want to be something different. It's like I want to internalize those and improve myself. And you're still yourself. I I, I think I still I, I think I kind of get it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What do you, What do you feel about the people who say like fake it till you make it? That's the way. That, no. That, that's the way to go. I mean, I know people do it a lot in business, but I don't recommend it because. Is you don't have to fake it. You can just be like, hey, I'm getting to my goals. I'm improving. And girls love guys that are driven, ambitious. Obviously, yeah. not everyone's going to be there. Even if you're at the top, the only place you can go is go down, right? So the journey right. is actually more fun than getting to the top. Because at the top, you have to like, like try so hard to stay there. Whereas like the journey, you're improving constantly. Okay. So you're not faking it. You're, you're actively working on that progress. Yeah, exactly. And even if even wherever you are on that level, you're, you've got a positive momentum going. Mm -hmm. and that's and the girls count. definitely that's, want to join you in that journey as well. They want to, you guys want to grow together and they want to okay. see you grow and be a part of that, you know, amazing uh, step that you're taking to yeah. your future and building a future together. That's yeah. just something special. Yeah. What I, what I get out of that too, is that, you know, a lot of what we might, maybe some, uh, someone listening or, or someone who found you will be wanting that relationship, wanting that girl but what you're really helping them with is is how to build up themselves and how to have help help them find purpose or help them find a um a a just other other factors rather than the girl <laughs> to to help them fulfill feel fulfilled or or have them be accomplished in that way okay. right cuz what you said was you know the women want the guy who's who's driven who who knows what he wants as well so you're helping him find mm -hmm. that now what would what would you say to the guy though who is like just resistant to working to, to doing more of the inner work right like to do more of this like emotional intelligence and like learn how to uh uh you know be vulnerable and talk about feelings like how do you how do you address address that part um, before I answer that question, uh, I just want to go over some other things. So basically, I do that in the beginning, right? The first couple of weeks, first three weeks. And then afterwards, I do actually teach them like body language, how to approach better, overcoming approach anxiety, style and grooming, um, how to get matches on dating apps, texting and the date and next date and things like that, right? So that's the first part. You got to build yourself up and then you learn the skills. It makes it mm -hmm. much more easier. So um, to answer your question. I don't remember your question. <laughs> Can you say your question one more time if you don't mind? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just um, how, for the guy who who might be oh, yeah, resistant to doing yeah, resistant, the like yeah. the inner work kind of kind of stuff, like how do you how do you take them through that process? Yeah, okay. Yeah, basically, um, it's like you can take a horse to water, but you can't make the horse drink the water, right? I can give you everything that you need to know, but uh, ultimately, it's still your a decision and your you know your willpower to make it work. So if, I mean, obviously I can't work with everyone and if you're not that committed, committed, if you can't be committed, you're, you're not that interested it's not going to work for you. Yeah. Yeah. You have to want it first. Yeah, exactly. I can't like hold your hand and put on the shirt and then make you do this, wake up at this time in the morning and, you know, write out these goals or, <laughs> you know. Yeah. How do you figure that out? How do you figure out if a guy that you're potentially going to work with is is actually yeah i talk to them and say like we're able to spend time every week on these things and they're not then we're not a good fit and you know i can say best of luck hopefully you know eventually you become you know yeah. you know one of the members of the program but right now it's just not a good time for us yeah 
how do you feel yeah, that yeah. your program is going for you um, personally? Like, I think it's great. Personally, I see a lot of uh, progress and improvements in the students I have. And uh, every week, actually, I try to see like if there are any like things, weaknesses or certain areas I, I need to cover more and I make more videos and I put out my new monthly videos every uh, month as well. So okay. I'm constantly improving it. And obviously right now it's not perfect and um, definitely want it to be as best as I can, but I don't think it's ever going to be perfect because every yeah. um, every month there's going to be new things I think of and new techniques I'm willing to try out with new yeah. uh, clients. So just uh, always a work in progress. And uh, But just like yourself, you've got to be improving. You're not growing, you're dying, right? Same thing with the yeah. program. Awesome. Um, as we're coming towards the hour here, I, I do want to hear more about the program and kind of how, like, again, more of that, like, approach or, or something that um, just at a high level, how you how you take people through this process. But before we do, I, I want to ask, like, what is what is one thing that you still don't have an answer for? or something just to, in the name of, of, of vulnerability here is, is a lot of what we like to have on the show. But yeah, just like, what is, what is something that you still don't have an answer for or feel like you're vulnerable in even just expressing? Hmm. Uh, personally or like with the program? Uh, both. Okay, personally, Facebook ads. Um, I mean, I know how to do it, just that it's hard to target uh, the Asian people, which is my target audience. And, um, because we don't have like the certain target, uh, targeting, um, what is it? Yeah. Audience. You can't target like by race anymore. Um, on Facebook, oh, it's hard for okay. me. And a lot of people like, they're not that interested. They think, you know, they're going to spend, you know, $50 and get something, but this is committed, a uh, big commitment and with your time and financially as well, because if you want to go somewhere, you have to commit yourself fully. Yeah. And a lot of people don't understand that. So that's, I guess that's a struggle for them as well. Um, but with uh, the program. To be fair yeah. though, actually that, that didn't sound personal. <laughs> that, that's it was not personal. Like this is my living, right? I have to pay yeah. for the bills are paid, the lights are on. Okay. Um, you know, so it's definitely personal. I think about it every day. Um, so personally, like, though, that means it sounds like you are feeling a stress and anxiety about yeah, at times, you know, yeah, being man. able to, to sustain. But how about then personally, like just outside of business? Um, what is what's something that you don't quite have an answer to? Um, I mean, I feel like I've pretty much figured out everything I wanted to figure out, to be honest. And if I don't, I'm going to try my best to figure it out as soon as I can. I'm a, I'm a person that likes to solve problems. And whenever a problem comes up, I want to solve it as quickly as I can, or else there's going to be more problems and I won't be able to have time to fix the first ones. So that's what I do. Right. And I'm not shy about, you know, admitting my faults. And when I do have faults, I'm okay with sharing them and I want to improve on them. Yeah. That sounds like a, like a struggle to figure out how to, you know, craft your message and reach people. Yeah, a bit so that, yeah. but I, I think I'm going to figure out by the end of the month and hopefully, you know, if I don't, I'm hiring a coach to do that for me. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Got it. Cool. Yeah. Thanks for coming on, uh, Aysen. Um, it's been, it's been interesting to, to talk through all these, all these topics here and, and really get to know you. Um, so yeah, tell us more about how people could find you. Maybe tell us more about your program that you help people with. Um, and yeah sure that. um definitely love to connect on facebook and you know, i would love to reach out to everyone that i connect with i usually like try to send them the first message and get to know them better um so yeah feel free to add me as a friend on facebook uh, you know i'd love to talk and yeah. before i go into that i actually have a question that one of my um one of the members of the group wanted me to answer on this call oh yeah um, sure yeah. so he said uh, how to attract how to accept yourself and overcome the loss of confidence from rejections from girls that are out of your league. And I want to answer this question by saying that first you have to understand that, you know, you're Asian, you can't change the fact that you're born like this. So you have to embrace it. That's step one, understand there are a lot of benefits of being Asian. Like I said in, uh, earlier, you age better, you know, on paper, you probably have a lot more money than the average person living in America, have a good job, right? And you have security, you come from a, a good background with a lot of culture. 
And he said, how do you overcome low, the loss of confidence, right? The low self-esteem whenever you get rejected from girls that are too pretty. Obviously, if you feel like that, feel that way, then obviously you have to improve yourself and be that be at that higher level so that you feel like your guy, you guys are at the same level and not they're not out of your league. And uh, so, how to deal with rejections? Obviously, you're not gonna get every girl you talk to, or you're not gonna vibe with every girl you talk to, and that's okay because sometimes you're rejecting them as well because you want to make sure you have a high standard when it comes to talking to talking to women. And uh, like I said earlier as well. Uh, every no is closer to yes and right now you don't have the girl so by talking to the uh, a girl that you like you're actually giving yourself more chances and more percentage higher percentage to get in the girl of your dreams eventually so just know that you're you're a work in progress and uh, things are going to be okay as long as you do the work and accept yourself for who you are and the sooner you do that the sooner you're going to be better and love yourself more and other people can see that once you love yourself your energy radiates outwards and more positive more positivity is going to come your way. So hopefully that answered your question, <laughs> his question. Yeah. Yeah. I remember you reaching out and we had a little fun chat too. See? Yeah. <laughs> I remember that. I yeah. That. And yeah, I don't know. I've, I've heard, and I, I somewhat think that there's, you know, no such thing as a league. I mean, there may be, maybe you don't with you as you currently are with, uh, maybe you don't, you don't, you wouldn't vibe or you wouldn't fit well with, with someone else. But I feel like if you're always able to, you know, uh, develop and improve yourself and improve your mindset, improve your, 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 your wit or personality or whatever that at the very least that you can, you can leave a positive, like positive mark on anyone you interact with. I don't know. That's, that, that's what I think. <laughs> I agree. Very yeah. Nice. Very yeah. Nice point. Yeah. yeah. I think there's something to like, to even question, like what, why do you think they're out of your league in the first place? Like exactly. why, why are you making yourself smaller? right compared to to, to them because kind of like putting them on a pedestal um but also making yourself not it's it's its own it's our own perception that's really what's what's going on yeah. so great question oh. though um we probably could have started with that <laughs> but um uh yeah so yeah share share more about your program and how how people could get in contact with it yeah of course so basically i want to help everyone but the majority of my students are Asian as well. So I guess it makes sense because they, they feel like, hey, someone looks like me. They feel like they, um, you know, I understand their struggles, which is true. And I really help them that way. So I do have personal coaching and uh, group coaching. So one-on-one -on -one coaching is basically um, I want to tailor to the student and, you know, focus on his um, weaknesses and, you know, really make them stronger and become the person that he wants and get to his goal. So basically before I work with the person, I always ask him, Hey, so what are you looking for? Like, what kind of results would you like to get? Right. And then I tailor the program to get the results that they want. And, uh, so basically we talk about mindset, confidence, uh, visualizations and affirmations, body language, um, how to overcome uh, approach anxiety, um, what girls want in a guy, how to approach girls, how to start a conversation, what to say to get her phone number, how to end the conversation, as well as, you know, how do you like not um, make the conversation too boring and lose interest? Go over style and grooming, like health and fitness, how to present your best foot forward. Basically, you yourself is like a resume, like you're applying for a job, you wanna make sure you have the best resume, right? Why not do that for your personal life? Because if you're looking for love and looking for a wife, then that person's gonna be with you 30, 40, 50 years, whereas a job is only like on average five years. So most people spend more time looking for a job than actually a girlfriend or wife. That's you know, I don't understand, but <laughs> it's the same thing, basically. Um, number seven, like, you know, talking about dating apps, how to attract quality women from dating apps. Like, I talk about what's the difference between online dating and in-person dating and talk, going over personal, uh, perfect picture hacks, perfect bio, and what to do once you do get that match and how to send the perfect opening message, as well as standing out from the rest of the guys on these apps. And uh, the best thing about this is, actually getting the girl to message you first. So that makes it a lot more easier for you guys to talk. Um, talking about dating as well, how to turn a number into a date, what to say to keep the conversation interesting. I go over like a lot of examples. I have videos for those as well as like PowerPoints of like successful texts that I have in the past from students as well. So, and how to escalate sexually over text as well as how to resurrect dead conversations and never get ghosted. 
or like minimize your chances of getting ghosted. You know, never, no one's gonna never say never, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, also, going over like the date, obviously, how to ask a girl out, what to wear to your first day, where to go, what are some best times to go, what to say on the first day, questions to make the conversations flow, how to build rapport and escalate physically on the date. I see a lot of guys, they they will go on the first day and they would treat it like as an interview. Like they would ask girls like 21 questions. And at the end, they try to go for a kiss and it never works because the girl's like, hey, 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 like, I don't know you. What are you trying to, why are you trying to put your lips on me? <laughs> and there's gonna, there usually is never a second date because of that. So understanding how to take steps and moving in that direction. Um, so after that, we're talking about how to do the second date, what to wear, what are some red flags and what are some flags that, or like green flags or green lights that she's good for a long-term relationship and how to bat out the bad bad girls from the ones that you're actually trying to attract and start a long-term relationship with. And then after that is relationship building and maintenance, keeping a partner interested, talking about love languages and understanding and how communicating in the relationship and compromising with each other and also being happy together. And the last week is lifestyle. So just going over like reevaluating your goals and targets and then managing your results and expectations for the future. And boom, that's a comprehensive program. And, uh, you know, I tailor it to uh, custom, I guess, custom needs and making sure that I can help everyone that way. <laughs> awesome. Well, that's a lot of, lot of content. Um, I mean, I guess people are just going to have to reach out and talk to you to, you know, uh, yeah. figure it all out. But uh, it was super great to have you on today, learning a little bit about you and your background and, um, you know, having our little chat today. So, and this was... Uh, Eisen Lee and on this episode of Badass Asian Dudes. So see you guys next time. Thank you guys for having me. Appreciate it, Michael. Appreciate it, Victor. Thank you so much for listening to this episode with Eisen Lee. If you enjoy this podcast, please do consider sharing it with a friend who would benefit listening to this conversation. Also follow us on Instagram at Badass Asian Dudes Official. If you'd like to collaborate with us and this movement to redefine Asian masculinity, do message us on Instagram and let us know about all the other badass Asian dudes you have in your life. Also, don't forget to visit badassasiandudes.com to subscribe to our email list and get a discount for uh, the merch that we have on our store. You can also find the link there to join our Facebook group of over 1,300 other badass Asian dudes to connect and learn from in brotherhood. Thank you again so much for listening and we'll catch you next time.